welcome to the podcast Spotlight Yourself. Your podcast to get visible in Helsinki, in Finland or wherever you are in the world. I am Michaela and by moving to Finland just on my own, I have found my self-confidence and courage to show myself and to speak up. That has definitely pushed my career to the next level and now I want to help you to achieve the same and I wish you a lot of fun with this episode. I am quite excited about my interview guest today. I am talking with Carmen Lorenzana, who is a menstrual and fertility awareness educator. And if you now have a couple of question marks in your mind, what that means. So we will talk about the menstruation and the female cycle today. And I can imagine that for some people, this is still a little bit of a taboo topic. And I know many women who don't really want to talk about it. So I have from that episode, they will get some insights that it is okay to do that. Then I also know that some men are listening to my podcast and I hope they don't turn off now because I think they can also get a lot of interesting insights and maybe to understand better their wives, their girlfriends, their daughters, sisters, mothers, female colleagues, whoever. And yeah, I have met Carmen through the entrepreneur network that we have in Helsinki and I'm really happy that she's now here in the podcast to share with us her project and her mission and why it is so important to be aware of the menstrual cycle. Mm -hmm. So Carmen, very much welcome to this podcast. I'm really happy to have you here. Thank you, Mikael. I'm very excited to be here today and to share a little bit of the menstrual cycle with you and with all your listeners. So could you introduce yourself briefly? Who are you? Where do you come from? And what is your mission? Absolutely. Um, well, I'm Carmen. I was originally born in Mexico and I moved to Helsinki about eight years ago with my partner. He's also from Mexico. So right now I am creating a business and a project around menstrual cycle education. This is something that started about seven years ago for me. Um, yeah, so, so uh, it's been a very exciting journey, also quite challenging, I have to say. Uh, but definitely a joyous one. Um, yeah, because I I'm doing this, I mean, my mission is to help women and people with periods to have a better menstrual cycle experience, whatever that means for them, right? Uh, I think a better menstrual experience means different things for different people. For some, it's about overcoming uh, symptoms like period pain, PMS. For others, it's about the relationship they have with their cycles and how they feel about the fact that they bleed every month. For others, it's about tapping into their creativity and their self-expression through their cycles. So wherever they are in their journey, I try to support them. And I do this through coaching, workshops and online courses. Mm -hmm. How was that journey for you? I mean, what brought you to this topic and how have you started? Yeah. Well, I definitely have a personal experience. Um, it was a, a personal experience what brought me to this work. I grew up completely disconnected from my period and hating it. It was always irregular, messy, painful. Um, and then in my 20s, I was diagnosed with polycystic ovarian syndrome, PCOS. Maybe you've heard about this. This is actually a quite common condition. I believe one in 10 women and menstruators have it. 
Mm, so I was diagnosed with this and I was put on hormonal birth control as a treatment. I'm mm -hmm. doing air quotes for those who are listening. Yeah. Uh, because, of course, I, I didn't know many things about how hormonal birth control uh, works. And I took it for many years without asking any questions, without questioning, uh, wondering anything, until right when we moved to Finland, my body started rejecting the pill. I started mm -hmm. having symptoms, different complications, so I decided that it was time to stop the pill. My plan was to stop it for uh, some time. Mm -hmm. Um just to give my body a break. And during this time that I stopped it, I didn't have my period. Um, back then, I actually didn't know that when you are on hormonal birth control, the monthly bleed that you have is not a proper period. Mm. It's actually a withdrawal bleed caused by synthetic hormones. But because I was very uh, disconnected from this, to me, it was all the same. So I was on the pill. I was having a very regular bleeding, which to me meant it was fine until I stopped the pill. And I believe the one thing that I did know back then was that not having this monthly bleed was not healthy. So that was like my first red flag. Mm -hmm. And long story short, this time without a, a period became one year and two months. Oh wow, okay. Yeah, it was it was such a long time. Yeah. So of course, I mean we had just moved to Finland. We were in a very unstable situation, meaning we, we didn't have any jobs, we were short on money, so and we were constantly stressed about the possibility of uh being pregnant. And I remember taking one test after another, all of them would be negative, which was a relief because it was not on our plans back then. Then of course the question remained. Um, why is it that I'm not having my period? So I started researching and it was this research to recover my period and to find better ways to treat hormonal birth control that led me to learn many things about my body, my hormones and my cycle that no one had ever explained to me before. Um, Can I, I just mean, ask yeah, you sure. about that? When you said you, you started to do some research, did you before... Have you had the chance to talk to anyone about it? Or was it still kind of like, okay, um, you see, you have seen the red flag and mm. it was a problem for you and it was stressing you and maybe your partner as well. Um, if you <laughs> would have had, uh, let's say, the challenge, if you would have been pregnant. But mm -hmm. um, did you have a lot of people to discuss that with? Or was it just like, okay, I have to figure that out myself and then I start reading because I have no other... Um, let's say, direct point of contact who can help me with that? Yeah, I think I was very lonely in that journey. Yeah. Uh, in part, I guess, because we had just moved to Finland. So uh, I didn't really know who to approach here. Um, I, I have to say I went to the public service here and I didn't get any answers other than, well, you have to take the pill again, especially mm -hmm. because you have uh, PCOS, which was something I was not willing to do anymore. And well, among my networks of uh, friends and family, I guess we discussed these things, but I only got like words of comfort and, and maybe encouragement, but not really the answers I was needing. So it was actually the reason why I started researching. And actually my partner and I, I both started researching and, and understanding yeah. what was going on. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And when I learned all these things, uh, I mean, 
the topic grabbed my attention. Maybe I was already ready to receive this information and I started researching more and really, really wanting to, to know. And the more I learned, the angrier I would feel uh -huh. all the things that I grew up ignoring. And I guess this was my call to action because I knew that I was not the only one. As I said, the people in my close network uh, were also lacking this knowledge. So yeah, that's how I decided to to do something about it and how I started this project. Yeah. And so then you had a proper education to really become um, the menstrual coach or a mm -hmm. coach for for really um, working together with people uh, for their menstrual problems and for following and having the awareness for their menstruation. Um, how was that education? Have you already had so much of research about the project or about this topic that it was completely natural for you to talk about it? Or was it still like, okay, you joined an education where suddenly people the whole day talk about the menstruation and about mm -hmm. the female hormones and you were a bit like okay like is was it still a taboo topic for you or did it feel strange it was definitely a, a journey for me I struggled for many times for so much time to um to be able to speak about this naturally and to feel comfortable about this and I think it, it was not only about um talking about this but also feeling comfortable and and feeling comfortable to explore like uh, especially the, the emotional and, and mental aspects of the menstrual cycle, which is something we don't really learn about, right? We, we mm -hmm. usually learn about the physical aspect of uh, having a period ovulating, but the cycle is much more than that. So yeah, when I, while I was going through my training, it was a process of deconditioning and, and just taking baby steps towards feeling a little bit more natural, more familiar with this. Yeah. Would you share a bit of your knowledge when you say, okay, the cycle, it's not just a bleeding. It's not just that, that part of the menstruation. Um, how do you approach that topic? Of course. Well, the cycle is more than having our period. A lot happen be happens between one period and the rest because, uh, sorry, and, and the next, because the thing is that um, the cycle is produced thanks to our reproductive hormones right? We have actually four hormones involved in the cycle. Uh, all of them follow a different behavior and they trigger different reactions on, on your body. And together when they dance, when you see this graphic of the different hormones uh, interacting together, they create four different phases in the cycle. Now, the thing with the reproductive hormones is that we just not only need, need them for reproduction, we actually need them for our mental and emotional health as well. So for example, for, for mental health, for sleeping properly, for blood sugar regulation, so, so many things um, yeah, that impact our well-being. And I, say, I would say that the interesting thing and one of the things that really got my attention when I started learning about this is that um, yeah, we have these four phases and depending on the phase of the cycle that we're in, we change. We change physically, we change mentally, we change emotionally. So mm. um, how social, how outgoing you feel, how energetic or tired you feel, the kind of things that grab your attention, all these things change depending on where you are in your cycle, which is, I would say, pretty interesting. Yeah. Do you observe a lot of women who are not 
following obviously that natural rhythm and maybe i'm also a good example if i if i talk about myself i mean i was i was always working in a very male dominated world mm. i mean i studied physics i was uh one of three women in the whole mm. group uh, of students the rest <laughs> were guys um then i started working in banking which was then also i worked in a couple of companies but they were all very male mm. uh, dominated and I always had for myself the feeling that I, I cannot follow that, you know, I have to be tough, I have to perform mm -hmm. same as the men do continuously, uh, no matter if I have my period or not, it was more than for me, hey, even if I have my menstruation, uh, I shouldn't care about it, I should not be weak, uh, I should not show that to anyone in the outside world, I do it exactly as the men and perform mm -hmm. and perform and perform no matter um, mm -hmm. at what uh, status in my cycle I am. Do you still, and I would say maybe nowadays I, I have learned also to follow my body a bit more, mm -hmm. but do you still observe that a lot that really many women think like, hey, I have to be tough and there is there is no possibility that I that I listen to that rhythm because simply maybe I can't? Definitely, definitely. As you say, I believe there is more awareness now yeah. about these things, which is great. And we're doing the best we can in this world. I think this, this um, linear world that we live in is not designed for cyclical beings. Actually, I don't know if you've heard this before, but uh, male uh, and people without uh, periods, they have a 24-hour testosterone cycle. So that means they produce their hormones every 24 hours, the reproductive hormones. We, on the other hand, have a cycle that involves more hormones, and that it restarts every 24 to 36 days, being 28 yeah. days the average. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I'm not an expert in the male cycle, but something that I know is that uh, testosterone levels are higher in the morning and they decrease as the day uh, goes by. So uh, that means that um, men are more productive in the morning than in the evening. So basically, they are more productive between nine to five. Mm -hmm. which means the current work schedule was established in uh, according to this, yeah, right, to, to benefit them. And of course, um, women and non-menstruators, in order to have a seat on the table, we've had to, to very bravely uh, do things that go against our biology and our uh, cycle chemistry. Um, yeah, I, I guess, um, that's the reality and it's absolutely, absolutely true that not everyone can follow their cycles as they would like to. I also believe that now in the conversation about menstrual cycle awareness, there is also a lot of pressure to follow your cycle and to schedule your whole calendar and your whole life around your cycle. And then if you're not able to do it, you're doing something wrong which mm -hmm. is, again, going back to those uh, patriarchal patterns, right? Yeah. We're yeah. just doing the best we can. Yeah. I do think that having awareness over a cycle of how the cycle works and how you change depending on, your, on where you are in your cycle, because that will be very unique and particular for you, can make a huge difference in the way you take care of yourself and you address the different needs that you have in, in the different phases of the cycle. Mm. 
So if we, let's say, if we would let our fantasy play a little bit, mm -hmm. I mean, if we now, if we, if we just have the insight and okay, that regular nine to five uh, working world, it was designed more or less based on the men's testosterone mm -hmm. cycle. How would a working world look like if it would be completely fitting to mm -hmm. the female cycle? Yeah. I mean, um, I guess... Is it actually a question that I ever asked myself? I mean, there is no, um, there is no synchronicity, right? Between, I mean, mm. every woman has her period on a different point in time. Um, or are there are there studies that show? Uh, I, I mean, I've heard like things that it's also it correlates a bit with the moon cycle or these mm. kind of things. Um, but could a working world be? adjusted based on the female cycles well i i don't know if i have an answer to that i mean it would be great if it could right um yeah i mean i feel that there's a lot to unpack here but look women and people with periods have actually two different clocks um we have an a circadian clock and an infradian clock so the circadian rhythm is this one that uh, resets every 24 hours. So it's the, this rhythm that so many uh, metabolic functions depend on it. Mm -hmm. And it's basically uh, the, the cycle where we are at our most alert during the day and at our most uh, resting mm -hmm. levels, right? And every human being has this cycle. And the testosterone cycle, the 24-hour testosterone cycle is actually correlated to this. So we, we also have that. I'm not saying we don't. But we then have the infradian rhythm, which is our menstrual cycle, which is this cycle that resets every 24 to 36, 36 hours and involves these uh, five hormones, mainly. Mm, so, I mean, in an ideal world, we would take, for example, the time that when, uh, when we're bleeding to rest. Because actually bleeding is a process that consumes a lot of resources from your body. So it's natural to have a tendency or a need to, to rest. The, the menstrual cycle is a sustainability cycle meant to uh, prevent us from burning out. It's a, it's a cycle of contraction and expansion. Mm -hmm. So during the menstrual time of the cycle, we are supposed to rest and do nothing so that when we reach ovulation, which is the opposite pole from menstruation and the expansive time, we have all the energy for creativity, for self-expression, and for do all the things that we want to do. So I would say that in an ideal world, we would be able to honor these, at least these two energies as we need them. Mm. Yeah. If But, we think, uh, let's say, very practically, I mean, in our working world, where, of course, you know, there can always be meetings, there can be important mm -hmm. presentations. Um, what kind of advice would you give women who are, let's say, caught in that system mm -hmm. to maybe first maybe just have the awareness to maybe not schedule maybe important presentations if this is possible when they have their menstruation if we know okay we, mm -hmm. we should rest um 
I think also, I mean, what I find really, really impressive about yourself, you know, you're talking with so much confidence and with so much courage about this topic, where I think there are so many women that they might even not dare to talk about that with their mm. partner or with their friends. So, I mean, you obviously have the courage about that, but what would be your advice for other women to really express maybe first of all what they feel during their cycle mm. openly how can they find the courage and how could they try to adjust their working life a little bit yeah i have two tips for this the first one is that you start tracking your cycle so by this i mean that you learn about the four phases of your cycle and learn to identify them in your own cycle and then start paying attention every day to where you are in your cycle and how you feel, find a way to record this, maybe using a journal, maybe an app, um, so that you can start find, finding patterns, right? In every phase gives you different strengths. Every phase comes with different challenges and every phase requires different things. You have different needs in each phase. So if you start tracking your cycle and you do it, let's say for even three months, you will be able to identify superpowers, challenges, and needs. That's the first thing. Now, once you have that awareness, of course, you can then make the most of your superpowers. You can anticipate your challenging moments and your needs so that you can do something about it. So as you say, if you, are, if you have the possibility of scheduling a work meeting because you will be bleeding or you will be in your premenstrual phase, then of course do it. But the second tip is what do we do when we are not uh, in that optimal place in the cycle or when we're not able to schedule, uh, schedule our calendar according to our cycle. And uh, I want to, to borrow something that I learned from my mentors at Red School where, where I uh, trained to become a menstruality mentor and they talk about the 1% approach. Mm -hmm. So that means once you know what you will need that particular day, give yourself at least 1% of that one percent is all you need if you do it intentionally then it might it can make a huge difference so maybe you cannot take the whole day off from work because you have meetings or other commitments but maybe your one percent is taking a 10 minute walk after lunch or locking yourself in the toilet for two minutes to breathe mm. you know if you do it intentionally it can already make a difference and I believe this is a muscle that we have to train to be able to, to share our needs with our partners and coworkers. We have to start by, by knowing what we need mm. and we have to start by giving it ourselves. So the more we do this, the, the more uh, capacity we will have to share this with others. Ideally, this 1% will then uh, become a 2%, then a 4%, an 8%. And the aim is never to reach 100%, but just to give yourself as much as you can give you when you need it. Yeah. So to paraphrase a bit what you're saying, so is it then just about building up the own self-confidence and your own self-awareness about what you need to be then in the second step maybe able to communicate that to others mm. to um 
I don't know if I if I would do that myself, you know, if I would really go to my pots and say, hey, actually, I have my menstruation and now after lunch, I go out for a 10 minutes walk. <laughs> um, could be a challenge. <laughs> of course, but maybe maybe you don't have to communicate that yeah. necessarily if, if it doesn't feel good for you, because of yeah. course, if it doesn't feel good for you, then that will add more more pressure and yeah. um, that will also impact your nervous system and your whole experience during that day yeah so maybe you don't have to share a reason you just need to do it yeah but maybe that's exactly the challenge you know because i mean nobody does that mm. nobody is really talking openly at work saying hey i cannot attend that meeting or i cannot give that presentation on that day because i have my mm. menstruation nobody does that and of course yes if it doesn't feel good to communicate that you should not but is it then maybe also you know does it need a couple of people who do the brave step even if he is really really <laughs> odd to do that to say hey <laughs> um i i speak it out and i can just imagine i mean let's say 50% of the population is female and mm. even if I if I work in a very male dominated field of course I have other female colleagues who, who would then maybe see like hey it is actually possible to say that mm. <laughs> and um, I mean well, what should happen can get a reaction maybe for people saying okay this is not professional or that is a taboo topic but um, I really hope that we are you know in a mm. world that is changing towards something where we have the knowledge and also the awareness that this is just normal and this is just natural <laughs> and we consider it or we should consider that as well. Could you share any kind of symptoms that a woman could have if, if she would not follow her cycle or if she would not follow the biological needs that mm. she would have according to their cycle? And what would then be reasons where people would approach you? So what would be then symptoms and, and challenges where you could help? Yeah. Well, I think this is a very particular experience for, for everyone. Usually, if you don't follow your cycle and, 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 and if you push against what you need and what your body needs, then, of course, that can lead uh, to burnout to frustration, to even mental health issues. So again, menstrual cycle awareness can be a, a great asset to prevent all these things. Um, some of the reasons why my clients come to me are because, well, maybe they have some, um, for example, some irregularities, some uh, period pain. What I do as a fertility awareness instructor is to help them, to, to teach them how to chart their cycle which is something uh, um, slightly different from uh, menstrual cycle awareness, which is what we were talking about, the four phases. The fertility awareness part is more about learning to identify your fertility signs, meaning your cervical mucus, your basal body temperature, your bleeding patterns, so that you can identify your fertile and infertile days, so that you can confirm ovulation in your cycle, and most importantly, so that you can identify irregularities and underlying conditions. Mm -hmm. So usually when they come to me is because they, for example, have an irregularity. And uh, when they learn to chart they, their cycles, they have more tools to then advocate for better treatment. Mm -hmm. That's one thing. Then another thing is because uh, they really want to get familiar with the, the four-phase rhythm and um, explore what's behind for them. Because... 
I guess this work can go as deep as you want. It can be just as simple as learning to optimize your productivity um, and your calendar. <laughs> Sounds again very male. <laughs> which, yeah, I agree. I totally agree. <laughs> but it can also help you to connect with your intuition and your creativity and your self-expression in a lovely way. So um, that's what we do, for example, at the workshops or the coaching programs that I uh, that I host. Yeah. So you are living here in Helsinki. So that yes. means you're giving uh, on-site workshops. I do both. Can and online coachings. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I host mostly in-person workshops, which I have to say, that's the, the my favorite part of my work. Because it's lovely to be in the group. And I was just telling this to a friend yesterday. I, what I like most about the workshops is the collective wisdom of the group. Yeah. Just being there, sitting in a circle and sharing and learning from each other. It's so powerful, so magical. But I do that. And I also host uh, online courses and online or in-person coaching sessions. One-to-one -one sessions. Okay, so uh, where can people find you? You have a website and I do have a website. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, my name carmenlorenzana.com. Mm -hmm. I'm also very active on Instagram. Yeah, uh, at carlorenzana. Okay. Um, yeah, so that that those are the two places where um, we okay. can be in touch. Good. We will, of course, put everything into the show notes that people yeah. can reach out to you. Yeah. So, is it so far that you are only working with private? clients and I guess then uh, it's 100% women you're working with or do mm. you also work with couples mm. have you have you ever considered to work with companies to make even mm. like that business world and that very men-dominated business world more aware of that topic do you have kind of a vision for your future mm. where you want to go with your business 100% I have worked with a couple of companies uh, in the past two years and that's something I definitely want to expand on because yeah. I believe bringing the conversation of menstrual cycle awareness to the workplace is as we were just discussing very very important so yeah that's definitely something uh, on my heart and that I will make happen sooner or later I usually work uh, with women and people with periods. I think it's important to acknowledge that not all who bleed identify uh, themselves as women. Mm. Um, and also not all women bleed. Yeah. And with couples, yes, especially in the fertility awareness sessions, because the, the fertility awareness method, you can use it to either prevent or achieve pregnancy. So I think that's why couples are more attracted to this. Mm -hmm. I would, of course, love to host workshops for couples and, and for men and non-menstruators. That has been on my heart for uh, many, many years. I will make it happen at some point, I hope. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so then let's hope if, if the men are still here, <laughs> if they are still listening. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and they still feel a bit attracted by the topic or they found it interesting i hope they will also reach out to you to follow mm -hmm. a bit more what you are doing and to maybe also lose the fear a bit of yes, that please, kind please of taboo topic <laughs> <laughs> yes is there anything yeah. else you would like to add i would like to uh, close just saying that um just inviting you to give your cycle a chance yeah. um yes periods are inconvenient um sometimes painful yeah I, I don't mean to idealize the experience of having a menstrual cycle but the cycle can be more than that as well yeah. just give your cycle a chance um, learn about it pay attention to it and I'm sure you will discover many many things 
many cool things, many cool insights about yourself and your body. Okay, that was a really cool conclusion. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing your valuable knowledge. Um, I hope it was really insightful and inspiring for many people. Carmen, thanks a lot. We will put all your contact details in the show notes, of course. And I hope people, and especially those, as you said, the people who are bleeding, they will have more awareness um, on the topic and maybe also the men <laughs> to yes. Yes. be more brave to get connected with that topic. Thank you so much. It was lovely to have you here. Thank you very much for having me, Michaela. I thank Carmen a lot for this interview. I hope you have enjoyed listening to us. And one thing that we have completely forgotten to mention in this podcast episode is that she has a free guide available on her website about the four phases of the cycle. That's a PDF. You can download it for free. And I know it's very worth reading if you want to dig deeper into understanding how your own body is working, what happens during the four phases, of the cycle and the link for that you can find also in the show notes thank you very much for listening i hope you have found some new inspirations and i would be really happy to connect with you via my website michaela-kettner.coach or via social media to hear some feedback from you to this podcast and also what your current challenges are how you want to become more visible You can find me on Instagram under michaela.kettner.fi and also on LinkedIn. And no worries if you find it challenging to spell my German name, you will find all my contact details in the show notes of this podcast. So I wish you a nice rest of the day, get visible and stay tuned. Bye bye.